for. It is featuring Jeff Goldblum, featuring me. And featuring me. I like the radio voice. Thank you. And featuring me. On this episode, I have no idea what we talk about. That is pretty common on every episode that you're on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're keeping a thread. That's good. Yeah. Keeping a thread together. Um, Yeah, because every time uh, we have our guest Janine Bray coming on, our contemporary... Pop culture consultant. Culture consultant. Yep. Okay. We have her Every time consultant. she comes on, there's like one fifteenth of the things that are going on in the world that I have no clue about. It's like your catch up episode. It's why we it bring is. her on like every five episodes or so, because a lot happens in the world. And then we pull you out from under the rock and we catch you up. Yeah. And then I attempt to use that knowledge in the real world. Seemingly difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can you tell me what knowledge you used from the last time Janine was on in the real world? I'm not sure I can remember what we talked about. I know we talked about Britney. Britney. Free Britney movement. Uh, we also talked about a lot of murdery stuff. Yep, and bugs. And bugs. bugs having bugs, bug relations. Sex. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we also talked about... Uh, I feel like we really got deep into murder. We did. Murder most foul. Yep. Um, and... And murder podcasts in general. And we talked about Jeff a little bit. We did. Yeah. Well, oh, and shapes. Favorite and, shapes. And favorite shapes. That Janine's back on today, and we have a whole new list of topics. But before we get to Janine, we should really talk about uh, some important stuff happening in the world of our youth. Are you saying it's time for... Yeah, it's time for my favorite segment. Segment. Kinder News. All right, you whippersnappers, let's figure out what's new in the news. Such a great song. All right, folks, Kinder News. Isn't this the same song you play when I don't know something? I mean, I feel like education (laughs) is the key to the future. And it is important to have repetition in education. Yeah, I need that. Both. (laughs) Repetition and education. Yes, you do. (laughs) So here comes some Kinder News. So we're going to head straight back to the streets. Start there with Sesame Street. Mm, That is the original street. Yes, the street. So Sesame Street has a new thing going on. They they introduced two new Muppets to us. They're black. uh, Father and son black duo and the goal is to teach uh the children of america about racial diversity are they like they look like people yeah yeah okay. they look like people they're not like a bird or a weird i mean well they look like monster. muppets but yes they look like people muppets okay okay human muppets um the confusing thing for the rest of america is that when we're trying to teach diversity and we have black muppets and blue muppets and yellow muppets and red muppets <laughs> I mean, I feel like we got a pretty diverse group already, right? I mean, it begs the question, are we uh, we're already are we supposed to assume that Big Bird is a white guy or Asian? I don't know. Like this is like they bring on two black muppets finally, right? And we're like, great, that's awesome. 
let's talk about what it's like to be black in America. At the same time, we got this blue guy, Grover, and we got this green guy living in a trash can who's homeless. And Bert, Bert and Ernie are also like people, orange. but they're orange and yellow. Yeah. I, it's just very confusing. And Sesame Street has not found a way to bring it into the narrative yet. I feel like so we have these we have these two. They're very normal. They fly kites. They go to parks. I mean, I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street lately. Which is, you are. Yeah, it's just different. It's good. It's surprisingly good. Uh, but but yeah, they they bring on this this black family. It's great. They they have a girl with AIDS on Sesame Street now too. New Sesame Street is is a bold new world. It's kind of like a it's like made for TV drama now. It sounds yeah, like. yeah, they they have a they have a girl on there with autism too. <laughs> is it a telenovela? Now? This week on Sesame Street. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get oh a Spanish gosh. Muppet on there to do yeah, that piece. Yeah, seriously. So the other weird thing, I mean, not weird thing, it, it's good It's good they have the black Muppets. I'm all, I'm behind it. I just think you need some white Muppets to, like, get, show, like, some really, really put, like, a perspective out there. But anyway, uh, the other thing that I learned watching Sesame Street lately is that Elmo has a girlfriend. He does. Elmo's girlfriend. Well, we talked about Elmo and his like apartment filled with crayons that yeah. he had to get rid of because they're having such a hard time. Yeah, he's been bringing a girl there lately. She's four. So he didn't have to lose the apartment. Uh, he still has his it. playhouse. I mean, he should have lost it, but he still his has it. His play penthouse. Yeah, she's four years old. His girlfriend. How old's Elmo? He's old. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did the math on Elmo. Elmo first came to Sesame Street in 1980, so Elmo is 41 years old. Wow. And his girlfriend is four years old. And the only thing I can think is that, like, Sesame Street is attempting to do their own, like, Woody Allen versus Pharaoh, like, <laughs> for kids to understand, <laughs> by, having, by having Elmo, like, have a significantly younger person who probably he adopted. It, they didn't make it clear do at, they, at first. Is the four-year-old, like, a person-looking little girl in this show? It's sort of more Muppety. More like Bert and Ernie. But she's clearly a girl, and she's clearly a Muppet, and they're very clear that she is, in fact, four years old. They do not preface it by saying, oh, yeah, Elmo, this is the pre-series of Sesame Street, and Elmo's little. It's like, no, Elmo's Elmo, and Elmo's dating a four-year-old. Yeah. And everyone is shocked, now, do including they have, Elmo's bear. Do, yeah, I would imagine they're <laughs> very worried. Um, do, are they kind of like a Kermit and Miss Piggy dynamic? What's their dynamic? Um, I, their dynamic is way, way closer to, uh, Michael Jackson lures kids to the theme park dynamic. Like, like, uh, I think her name, she has a crazy name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's, it's like, uh, heebie hoop or beepy boop or something. That makes sense for Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, the dynamic is very much like a come to my crayon world. <laughs> like it's they're definitely trying but to But they they've made it clear that they are together. Oh yeah, very much. Is there like contact, physical contact? I I mean, you can't see below the waist anytime <laughs> Elmo's on the screen, so it's hard to say, but they're a little handsy at times. Huh. Yeah. No, Sesame Street's that's wild. That's not that I feel like that's a bad thing like four years old like yeah i have a boyfriend well i feel like i feel like just like disney's done a really good job of like lining up for the next series they're gonna put out like an elmo versus boop 
like, <laughs> like whole court series after that to really like rein in some some Sesame Street dollars. <laughs> judge Judy will be the judge. Yeah, or or like the count or something, you know. <laughs> the count. Get one, two, eleven years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll move off of Sesame Street yeah, okay. for a little bit. Um, it's, it's amazing how deep you can get into Sesame Street. Though. Yeah, no, so I mean, it is like Sesame Street is just like a huge open vein of young people's lives today. Like they're killing it. They're killing it. PBS or HBO. I think HBO bought it now. Oh, did they? Yeah, they bought everything. Yeah. They also own Wonder Woman for some reason. But not the rest of them? No, just Wonder Woman. That's all they wanted. Smart. Yeah. Really smart. <laughs> so moving forward, um, a little girl in Kansas, and I love this. Um, did she have a small dog named Toto? No. Okay. No. That we never saw her again, actually. She she never got, I thought she did get back in the end. Well, another tornado came though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This one brought her to hell. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. She's with Bill and Ted in the sequel. <laughs> But anyway, uh, a little girl in Canvas, uh, Canvas, <laughs> wow, <laughs> Arkansas, a little girl in Arkansas uh, wrote the Old Navy. You said Kansas. Yeah, I lied. Actually, it's Arkansas. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. They're the same to me. Isn't yeah. A little rough. Mm, not really. I'm sorry, listeners. Kind of. Not really. They are kind of the same to me. I don't know that. I don't really know that. I know that uh, Dorothy came from Kansas. That's literally all I know. In Arkansas. I don't know. Do they birth racism? I don't know what they have out there. I don't there. know. I know they probably have like a sports team. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe food. Yeah. Like. Corn, yeah. Corn and stuff. Corn. I feel like that's Idaho. That's potatoes. Oh. Well, here we go. <laughs> Knowing so much about the states. Yeah. Geography is not exactly my strong suit either. All right. So a little girl from Arkansas, she writes to Old Navy basically to say, hey, um, and this is like, I will quote the little girl at this point. Verbatim? So, this is what she said? Yeah, this is what she said. She wrote Old Navy and she said, Dear Old Navy, please make real pockets for girl jeans so I can put my hands in them as well as, you know, things. And she sent it to Old Navy and Old Navy actually responded. Made a new pair of jeans with pockets for girls. The Old Navy girls jeans with usable pockets and sent them to her and thanked her for her input and now we're starting to make jeans with pockets for girls for girls to actually use their pockets this just girl like, this girl should like get royalties do. or something i know not only that but she's just this is our new generation of women who actually are like hey uh my clothes should be as utilitarian as boys clothes yeah and i thought that was pretty fucking cool that's pretty great actually yeah how old's this girl do you know she's like eight She's like, you know what I hate? I can't put anything in my goddamn yeah, pocket. I'm hanging out with Timmy over here, and he can put a pencil in his pocket. He can put his hands in his pocket. He can grab a bunch Check of dirt and put it in his out. pocket. Yeah. I've got a pencil, a Game Boy, my lunch. <laughs> like Timmy's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Timmy's obviously wearing cargo shorts. Yeah, zip off. Well, that's fine though. That's but now we have them for girls too, what which was, is great. What were they called? Power pockets or something? Yeah, the short shorts with big pockets. The short shorts. That's all one pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think we should bring that up to Gap. The power pocket. Maybe the short shorts thing would be, well, I guess to Gap, not kids Gap. I think we'll write to the little girl in Arkansas to see if she can help us because she has some clout now. I think she actually is also on the board. <laughs> Looking for cargo pants. Yeah. <laughs> short, short cargo pants with just one big pocket. Yeah. It pretty much 
be like a skirt that you could zip the entire pocket out. That seems well, maybe shorts. That sounds like a yeah, because the skirt would basically be a, a gigantic fanny pack, right? Yeah, maybe that's a thing. The know. fanny fanny pack. You have, it has a big, huge pocket in the back. Lord. <laughs> well, moving on. Okay. We're, we're going to skip across the world to Portugal real quick. Oh, cool. So out in Portugal, and I don't think this person's a child anymore, uh, but I thought this was funny because the headline was, Rich Father Pays Son 270,000 Euros to Stop Calling Him Dad. What? Yeah. I looked into it further, and I guess... Uh, one of the richest men in Portugal has had like all sorts of relations and all sorts of illegitimate children, you know, all over the place. And one of the children just got in the habit of like calling him dad so that when he died, he would get a huge part of the inheritance and tried to like be a public figure doing this all the time. And so the dad took him to court to be like, here's a bunch of money. Don't call me dad. I'm not dad. But I mean, I don't know how the law works in Portugal, but technically he is his son. Well, he took the settlement. Oh, so now he's written off. Yeah. Like they're not related legally anymore. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 270,000 euros. So then other children, I guess, started coming out doing the same thing. And this dad's just writing checks left and right. Oh my gosh. Not, not have a claim to his inheritance. I wonder how many kids this guy has. He's going to be broke by the time it's over. Man, it was wild. And finally, and this is a fun one, and it's not exactly kid-related, it's kit-tin-related. Oh. But still fun. Meow Cat. Uh, Yep, Meow Cat. There's a new metal band out there. Their name is Katera. And this is uh, a group that's fronted by Whiskers A Go-Go, which is a a rescue shelter place, charity effort. Uh, They created a band called Katera. They have a new release out called Hunger of the Beast, and this band is completely made up of kittens. And do they do Pantera covers? Uh, well, they make their own music. So Katera is fronted by uh, Roop Shakir, uh, who was rescued from Whiskers A Go-Go and started in the music industry. Oddly enough, there's a quote from Roop Shakir on Instagram. <laughs> the, okay. Yeah. The, and, and it's eloquent, which is odd <laughs> from a kitten. But the quote is, When you come from the streets, you've got a lot to say and a lot of friends to help. Luckily, I've got some industry connects to help me with some hard-ass cat metal to spread the word. So I thought I would just... Now, are these cats singing in English or is it cat? They're singing in cat. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you a clip of Katera's first single. Heavy. Wait for the chorus. I think I'm going to listen to this while I work out. <laughs> so, that's okay, called, so that's called Hunger the Beast. That's by Katera. It's their first single off their album. Uh, supposedly there's a lot more coming. Uh, but I thought that was pretty exciting. That's exciting that cats are that good at instruments. Yeah. Um, there's supposedly five members of the band. Uh, Roop Shakir is is the lead singer. Did you hear yowling there? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess. <laughs> like, I really want to kind of meet the drummer cat. <laughs> drummer cat's talented. Pretty wild. Yeah. Even the guitar players. Are, I mean, the whole band's great. Yeah. Pause and all. Pause. I mean, yeah. How did, 
I'm curious how they do it. Tiny little guitars. Yeah, they don't. I mean, their music video is just like a cat with fire eyes and like a little catnip with a, pe- a pentagram star yeah. in the middle of it. They're, the cat's eyes are red. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's the news of the world right now. I, you know, things are looking up. Yeah. Pockets, cats playing music. I like that. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Doing some weird rapey stuff with Elmo again. Yeah. But also trying to... I mean, he had the whole Tickle Me Elmo issue in in the late 90s and early 2000s, and he's back with a four-year-old girlfriend now. I just don't know how Elmo keeps getting on the show. I forget what Tickle Me Elmo said. Pretty sure it was like, harder, harder. Jesus. Elmo likes that. Lord. Well, I guess we should get ready for our very special guest. Our very special guest. Yeah, you know her from episode, I don't even remember which one, middle of the road. Miss Janine Bray is back with so much new news. I'm excited to learn. Cultural consult, our culture consultant, (laughs) our contemporary culture culture consultant, CCC. There it is. You know, uh, whoops, uh, first I gotta do a quick segment uh, that I like to call the Corrections Corner. Yeah, I hate to say it. Sometimes we get things wrong. Uh, I know you guys come to us because we are the latest and greatest on information worldwide and we don't like to let you guys down, but... Unfortunately, some fans let us know that maybe we did. Uh, First off, a couple episodes back we talked about Seth Meyers. All the great movies and shows he did. We met Seth Green. And I'm sorry to both Seths. I looked up Seth Meyers. He does that talk show. He'd love to be honest, Seth. And Seth Green, you're Dr. Evil's son, not Seth Meyers. That's on us, and we're sorry. Also, our guest coming up soon mentioned Monday Monday was about a school shooting, but nope, it wasn't. That school shooting happened three or so years after that song came out, and although there was some people that did in Wikipedia attribute it that way, it was shown to be wrong. And we're sorry. We really are. We strive to be the best case of news that you can possibly find in the world today. We're going to keep letting you know when we mess up, and we're going to keep striving to do better. So thanks for listening. We care about you. We care about this crazy world around us, and we also care about making money. So before we bring on Janine, here's some commercials. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I'm going to get those Nike shoes with the drop of human blood. You should. Oh, yeah. I saw those. The the sole. Oh, on my date today, the guy was like, I was talking about the shoes, and he was like, do you remember Kiss, the band Kiss? I'm like, eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone describes Kiss. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I remember them. He's like, they had a little like um, comic book where the red ink in the comic book had their blood in it. So I never heard this that. has happened before. They, they probably just put a little bit of their own blood in the ink, the huge know, ink well, in the huge ink well, and like made that made that sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet you. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I bet you a lot of like metal bands have done shit like that. Yeah, I've been to sure. some metal shows where they had they were holding fake blood in their mouths in the beginning of the set, and then they just spit it all on the audience. It's disgusting. I don't know. Yeah, they have like the fire hose of blood with gore. No, they have a fire hose of semen and blood. Ew, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Oh. I've been to a show. It was not great. Yeah, that's really, that's <laughs> Whatever great. they're using as the semen product was not awesome. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's get into the <laughs> Swift. How she's gone into the pocket with folklore. She is bigger the than shit. That. Bigger than that. I love Taylor Swift. I wasn't that huge of a fan before, and now she's a goddess, you know? You know what? You might wear short skirts, but I wear t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, that's what that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah. she re-released that, or not re-released, re-recorded that album. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So as far, as far as I heard it, uh, everything that Taylor Swift had was owned by the studio. Scooter Braun. Is that the studio's that's name? That's his name. name. That's the guy. Yeah. He's been trending a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, like, I listen to a uh, sports podcast guy who uh-huh. does like TVMA sports casting. Mm-hmm. So like a game happens and he does X-rated, MA-rated announcing over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Really funny. But Scooter Braun's been a big thing mm-hmm. in his podcast. And he has, you know, 3.1 million viewers. Like yeah. tons. Yeah. Tons. And I had no idea who this guy was. And I looked him up and I was like, oh, yeah. he's a guy who fucks over musicians, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he owns a recording studio, I yeah. guess. And he owns Taylor Swift's music. And Taylor Swift didn't want her music being used in certain ways or just not getting credit for not getting but doesn't the pay her music. Taylor Swift writes her music, though, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah, but well, once- she, she writes it a lot with um, Jack Antonoff from Fun and with, um, she wrote. With somebody else who was in another... Yeah, she collaborates a lot. Yeah, but the problem is when you sign with a studio, you release all of your music to that studio. So if you leave the studio like Taylor Swift did, you don't take your music with you. Yeah. Your music is owned by the studio who recorded it. So she signed her music over to these people. Yeah. Unknowingly, as basically a child Uh when she started being an artist. And then as an adult was like, no... Mm-hmm. that's my music and I want to be in charge of how it is released to the world mm-hmm. and when and where and why. And so she went back in and re-recorded her first, what, two or three albums. 
Uh, I've only she released um, "Love Story" uh, as a single, re-recorded called Taylor's version, and then it was one album so far that I'm aware of. And as far as I know, she's going to continue. this Yeah, pattern. she's going to keep doing it for all her music. Is what Every I heard. single album she's ever recorded is going to be re-recorded, and her fans are like completely behind. Oh her. yeah, oh yeah, because sure. it's what they love. And yeah. now, now the music industry is like, wait, what? We can do that? We can, just <laughs> re- we can redo what we yeah. did. We can own money? our yeah. own music that we wrote that's crazy and now people are losing their fucking minds because taylor swift is just like yeah no this is mine and i want Mm -hmm. it to be used the way i want it to be used and not have other people in control of my music i also heard i don't know what the actual like numbers i heard that if she re-records all her music she'll be the richest musician like in the well, world, she, she I, wouldn't, gets, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because honestly. she gets all the royalties of her yeah. music. Though. Well, and I mean, her like I hate to say it, but Taylor Swift when she first came out, mm-hmm. she blew up. I mean, blew, 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 blew. She up. got way more famous after um, Obama like put her on a list of, of music he liked or something. Was you that know? the Obama Spotify series? We'll Maybe have to ask him about yeah. That next time we talk, yeah, to him. we've talked to Obama twice now. What? Yeah, yeah we've, on the podcast. We've had two, two Obama talks. What do you mean? Like, we called him and he answered. We no, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you should listen <laughs> to the other podcasts. Because okay, he's there. But he has the podcast with Bruce Springsteen I really want to listen to. Yeah. Well, now he has a podcast with us that you should also really want to listen to. Okay, I do really want to listen to Well, I mean, it. we're going to have to try to get on that that podcast with Bruce, the boss. With Bruce, the boss. The boss seems like a good dude. The boss is a good dude. Yeah. He is. You know? I love him. Yeah. I used to play drums for their band for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? Uh, like five years. Yeah. 20, hey, 2007 to 2012. Did we 2012? talk about, oh, God, my ass hurts so much. That's a wop, 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 wop. That's a Um Doing splits in my kitchen. Get that wop. but um did we talk about backup singers before i don't think so because i watched this great documentary called 20 feet from stardom oh i heard about this yeah and then there's this crazy part where um uh it's a stone song i think and it goes rape murder just a shot away you know yeah, yeah. Rolling just a song? shot away. Oh, just, just a shot away. Okay, that song. Yeah, yes. yeah and yeah. the woman who does that, the backup singer, they called her out of her house. She was pregnant. They called her out of her house at like two in the morning to come do the song. She was really reluctant to do it. And then she was kind of shocked about having to say, is back when it was, you know, came out. And she was kind of shocked about having to say rape murder. And then she sang it like as bomb as she could, you know. And then she went home and she miscarried her baby. Because she was like Whoa. singing We're so going, hard. Are we going to go back down the rape murder? No, it's not about rape murder. It's about like singing so hard, you know? And she yeah. was just like proving herself. And then how to, did she that, do it? She did it though, right? She did it. That's yeah. her on Good. the recording, you know? Good. Something else happened with her later too. Like she had a whole, there's a whole documentary yeah, there's specifically a whole doc- about that woman. It's, it's a lot about her. But the one that I watched 20 feet from stardom was like about a whole bunch of different backup singers you know and how hard that 
life is and how you get ignored. And then Bruce Springsteen, he was great. He's in the documentary and he's like great and seems like such a gem and is like really saying that these people deserve more. And then fucking Sting is on there being an asshole saying like, it's just fate that they're not famous like I am and shit like that. <laughs> you know, if they tried harder, they would get this to this place. Oh, Sting. It's so delusional and I hate oh, him. Oh, no. Also, did you know, Austin, that that Rolling Stone song says that? Because I feel like most people don't realize that they're screaming. Yeah, rape, murder. Rape, murder. It's just a shout away. Yeah. Because I feel like every time I hear people in a karaoke bar singing mm-hmm. that song and they're not looking at the screen, they're saying like, Ah, oh, children. Yeah. It's just a shout away. That, honestly, and I, it's actually I feel like that's exactly what murder. I thought they said. Ah, yeah. children. Yeah. Not Rape That's what I hear murders. everyone sing when they cover it or do other things. I'm like, no, rape, murder, it's just a shout away. Yeah. However, I was in a band, let's say, in high school for music class. And I had to learn some classic rock songs. And because I had a broken left elbow, I couldn't drum, so I had to sing. And I made up half of the lyrics of all those songs because <laughs> I'd listened to them and I couldn't understand what the fuck What's they were that saying. Beatles movie we went to see yesterday and yesterday. he kept fucking up the songs, yep. you know? But yesterday, all the Beatles, the premise of this movie was that all of the Beatles songs had never happened. Yeah, the Beatles never existed. So this guy, so this guy had was... every memory of every Beatles song mm-hmm. and he was a musician. Oh, he was, and he he was, was doing... like a... Uh, guitar player singer acoustic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i think i've yeah, seen this yeah yeah so he he was like doing covers of beatles songs and people were like that's the most amazing song I've ever yeah heard and they're like, like covering hey ge- jude and shit. Like, holy shit and he gets famous doing that and then like tries to tell everyone like no all this music's been written already and they're like what <laughs> yeah and he goes and he finds john lennon or something yeah all the people who were supposed to yeah write it and didn't yeah, it was good, but he just kept he just wish. kept fucking up all the That's lyrics. It's funny we bring that up because we were just talking about Ringo art in our last episode. In the last yeah. episode. Ringo Starr does MS Paint, uh-huh. Microsoft Paint. Oh, art really? Pieces now and sells them digitally. It's oh really, my god, it's yes. Really, I bad. love it when I love it when you know famous people take up painting and stuff. The best part about it though was he he signs the piece doing. By Ringo, 2020, <laughs> 2021, like a child would. It's know? like when it's one of those ones where you put paint on your hand and yeah, you make yeah. a handprint and yeah. then you say "Bye, Janine." Yeah, it's like you're putting your hand in the cement. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. You write the date. Yeah. No, I mean it's clear he's like high on some sort of narcotic and just goes on MS Paint and like makes a stick figure family and so it's like "Buy Ringo, four thousand dollars." Love it. You know, Puts Noel Fielding. Online. I don't. Yeah, the the bald guy from uh, the baking show. No, that's Matt Lucas is the bald guy. Oh, then no, I don't. No, no Fielding no is the one with gorgeous hair. Oh, okay, the other oh, guy. The from other guy. The Mighty Boosh. From the Mighty Boosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you yeah. love me? Could you and learn from, to and, love me? And from the it Have you crowd ever drinking too. Baileys from a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with him. Oh my god! But he does art. That's really cool. And I, I actually it. really like him in the Crack Fox. I don't know what that in is. that episode. Oh, it's so good. Episode. <laughs> Have you ever seen that episode? <laughs> have you guys seen um, Little Britain with Matt Lucas? Yes. Oh, so I have not. Oh, it's worth it. Is it? Okay. Yeah. He's real silly. Hmm. I love British Bake Off more than anything. It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the best. It is. Uh, you know what? what I, you know what I like about British Bake Off? Is they have 
these contestants that shouldn't stay on, <laughs> that they keep on for way too long, just because they need somebody to like be the comic relief, I feel like. Yeah, well, also, you know, no, I think they just, the way that they vote every week. Well, I mean, it's like American Idol, right? It's like you have these people who aren't that great, but they have the appeal yeah, to the audience. Yeah, they something. Yeah, they have that yeah. thing going on that people are like, I don't love their baking, but I love them. Austin's becoming a new person. I know. And I like it. I was, that's I'm why here I for sat, it. If you didn't notice, I sat quiet for like 11 minutes just yeah. watching Austin <laughs> talk. And I'm like, this is a different Austin than I the last know. time we saw Janine. I'm trying. Well, I'm tr- like I had my New Year's res- resolution was to be a better me. Oh, my God. Mine was to be kinder. Yeah, mine too. Because I've yeah. been an asshole for a long time. I was just an and asshole to me. And I realized that people really like me when I'm nice. Yeah. Like, really like me. And <laughs> most people who know me, who are in my history, have a hard time with that. Because they're like, hmm. You what, always say that we is... hated each other, but I don't remember that. Well, I know your brother and I hated each other. Yeah, well. Well, no, you and I did not get along, though. Probably. We really didn't. Like, we really I think, didn't. I think it's you didn't like me, and you're projecting that I didn't like you. I am not going to argue with that, because given the person that I was, mm-hmm. probably true. Probably true. See, Tyler's stunned. Tyler's I'm silent again. very confused. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love it. I have turned in, like, I, I'm, like, borderline going gay right now. <laughs> like, I am, I am so... I am all about making me happy, but Wait, also... What do you mean that, going gay? Yeah, is well, that a gay thing now? Yeah, no. are you using that in a derogatory way? No, or no like it's a not derogatory. Way? I'm just saying, like, I am open to everyone. Okay. And not in a sexual way, yeah. which is maybe gay is the wrong term. Yeah. But I am just... Gay's the wrong term, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. totally wrong. Um, apologize for that, by the way. Don't, okay, carry don't on. Don't think less of me. But I have realized that... Being an asshole doesn't get you anywhere. No. It really doesn't. In, unless you're, like, on American Idol. Unless you're on American Idol. No, because yeah. what I've realized, though, is that I have a lot of hands-on skills to offer people. Mm-hmm. So I can be... <laughs> Save for the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Not that way. <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> More in a fix-your-car type of way or that kind of thing, you know. Not in a weird way. But I have things to offer people that they would have to go out of their way and be stressed out about to fix. Mm-hmm. And I can fix that for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm A-OK doing that, that for them. That is a love language. And 100%. I'm A-OK like, letting them know that it's OK. They owe me nothing yeah. of it. Is like, that because you live at home? It's like freaking Brene Brown <laughs> over here. It's Brene yeah. Brown over here. You guys I, know Brene Brown? I don't know Br- Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Oh, I know Murphy Brown. She was, you know. Like a newscaster. I know James Brown. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, do. I know that Brown. Renee too. Brown. She talks about um, vulnerability a lot, and what you're saying is about making yourself more vulnerable. And vulnerability, vulnerability is like the bed for creativeness. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And creativity. Well, I think that's a lot of like I came out of a ten year relationship, mm-hmm. and I realized like the things I would do for her constantly. Mm-hmm. I had no problem doing for her mm-hmm. it's and your doing language. and doing those things for other people that I care about. Uh-huh. They appreciate it so much more. Yeah. And that is the best feeling. It's mm-hmm. like you do something for someone. They're like, this would have cost me 800 bucks. And like, well, don't fucking worry about it. It took me an hour. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. But that feeling is great. Like that is one of 
It's like why I love what I do for work. It's like I'll build somebody a fence or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. My house has never been prettier. <laughs> and you feel good. You know, like you feel good. <laughs> Same thing with your friends. Like you just do something for somebody completely outside of yourself, selfless. And it it feels good. Like it really yeah. does. It feels okay, great. I need you to look at my car for my exhaust leak for sure. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, well, yeah. It smells like gas when I turn it on. Well, we that can talk about that. Sounds dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really dangerous. Yeah. I can diagnose, but we're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this well. is car talk, ladies and gentlemen. Car talk. <laughs> well, no, this is feelings talk. This yeah, has is. been it feelings is. talk, yeah. and I just just to let your ex, you know, maybe her love language is bitchiness. She doesn't listen. No, anymore. that's maybe. not. <laughs> her love language is hypochondria. But yeah. Oh my god. That's <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk shit. We just broke no. down feelings. In a bad way. Uh, feelings. Feelings was great. I love Austin's feelings. No, I have so many feelings right now. You know, like I thought I was in love with this girl, but I wasn't. <laughs> and she told me that I wasn't. And I, <laughs> You're I was like, like, oh yeah. I was like, You're actually right. Like, this is definitely a bad idea. <laughs> and I had to realize that and come to you and, you know, I worked my way through it. That's and a lot I'm of here feelings. to. It is, you know, I, I love it. But she, like, now her and I are like, um, you know, best friends in a sense, like her and I hang out all the time. Nice. Like no big deal. I got my piece out on the table and now we're Friendship. totally fine. Friendship Cause I realized it wasn't the best option for me. Mm-hmm. And I've had a hard time with that in the past. Like actually realizing that like, Hey, I feel this way pursue. And that is all that matters. You know what? No, speak your truth and figure out if you need to pursue. Yes. Yeah. See, that's because vulnerability. If you do, if you do there is a lot of reward reward and like insight into your own psyche. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I really it. lost. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm really here for it. I'm just, I did some things over the past two weeks and now I'm a different person. Well, you know, I'm a different person too. You know, usually I'm just like not confident and all this stuff, but I started dating again and my dates like, one didn't go well, but it didn't go bad either. And the way that I walked away from it was like, hmm, it's not my fault. It's not me, you know, instead That's of, good. yeah, being like, oh, that guy, you know, we just weren't into each other and it's all good, yeah. you know, and then went on another That's date. Because I've done the polar opposite. Yeah. Like I was so focused on trying to date mm-hmm. and find my person yeah. with multiple quotations. Mm-hmm. And I realized that. I, that's after coming out of a relationship for so long, I have been trying to do that for so long. That's, that's not what I need. This is the love episode. Yeah, it is. It's a love episode. I was not prepared for yeah. it. Anymore. <laughs> but what I realized is like, you know what? The best love you can find is your friends. Ugh. High is five. it not right? Like, it's totally true. Like if you find good close friends that you can just talk to, be completely vulnerable with and mm-hmm. open up to that's all that matters. hundred percent. And then if you find that, then if you're happy with yourself, you will find a relationship or a person that you deserve to be with. I am just Austin's hype man right now. This is this is great. Yeah. Because yeah. I am done searching. <laughs> searching, there's n- there there's no end. Like you search, you have expectations. If you have an expectation, guess what? You're going to get let down. Yeah. I'm just terrified there's a punchline. No, there's like, no punchline. Just- <laughs> no, there's, there's no punchline. There's no oh, punchline. you know what? I totally take away what I was saying earlier. You are not, you're not good for white boy summer. Not anymore. Not anymore. You're no. a whole new man, and mm-hmm. I love it. 
No, I was at the beach the other day, and there's this beautiful, small Asian woman mm-hmm. at the beach playing her ukulele, doing yoga, smile on her face. The puppy that we were with was running up to her and talking to her, you know, in puppy language. And my friends who I, who I was with at the time, not with, but with, mm-hmm. they're like, go talk to her. I was like, you know, like right now, like I'm not, no, mm-hmm. it's not my vibe right now. Mm-hmm. I'm here to relax, enjoy my time. But I realized after the fact, I was like, why would I not have talked to her? Like, yeah. there's no there's no point. Cause See, she, again, make yourself vulnerable. That's how you get rewarded. Exactly. Like, go outside of your box mm-hmm. and just try. Mm-hmm. But not try in a sense of going towards physical and or emotional relationship. Mm-hmm. Just talking to somebody yeah because who knows this she could have she could have played ukulele and i could have been a drummer and we could have been a band who knows you <laughs> exactly know? Like, you know yeah. who knows who yeah, knows you but know. that's the type of thing that i'm trying to open myself up to because in the past given who i've been mm-hmm. i've been very close-minded mm-hmm. i would like to say close-minded and you know that and you know that mm-hmm. and but now i'm like I would rather, she was like one of the happiest people I've seen in a long time Mm -hmm. by herself at the beach, just having the time of her life. Nice. And that's like, I was like, I want to be that person. Yeah. Like I want to bring my ukulele to the beach (laughs) and do my yoga stretches or whatever the fuck I'm going to do and be completely content. (laughs) Like that sounds amazing. (laughs) But for me right now to think about that and be like, yeah, that'd make me stoked. It's hard. So I'm working my way there. Dude, I'm very impressed. I think Tyler's impressed too. I'm impressed too. I'm just kind of in shock. I yeah. I'm not in shock. I you know I think it's great. No, I have I have a very like close this. friend to thank. Who it's like watching a Pokemon. You know, like I've had a Pikachu forever, and now it's like a Raichu, and I just wasn't ready. Okay, that example goes way over my head. I don't know about Pokemon. Okay, so I had like a Charmander of oh, Pokemon. All right, so I have <laughs> I had like I had like a TLC, but now I have a Beyonce. Hey, TLC was their own, you know, they had their own That's right. not the, who are the people that... Destiny's Child. De- thank you. Yeah. I had a Destiny's Child and now I have a Beyonce. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're a Beyonce. You're on Beyonce You're, you're Justin Timberlake I'm, now I'm in, and not in, I'm in Beyonce no, land. Fuck Justin yeah. Timberlake. No. See, but I thought we liked Justin Timberlake. Remember the whole thing? We talked about this on the last episode with me. How he like out, he like outed oh, Britney. Oh, the Britney time, yeah. Yeah, the Britney stuff. It was fucked up. And then he like did the Janet Jackson like nipple thing. Oh, the Super on Bowl purpose. thing. The Super yeah, Bowl yeah, thing yeah. on purpose. You were a Shia LaBeouf. Now you're a Tom Holland. Yeah. Mm, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I could go with that. I didn't take the SATs, so I'm not good at these. <laughs> I feel I'm- like I feel like I was a Matt Damon, <laughs> and now I'm a Tom Hanks. Okay. Speaking yeah. of Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. This, is a, this is a good. So we're gonna talk about White Boy Summer. And yeah. We thought we were gonna involve you, but you've just evolved just, in front yeah. of our eyes like a little caterpillar to a butterfly. You here. are Hot Girl Summer instead. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, Hot Girl Summer. Well, uh, you know what I found is that. <laughs> Let's hear oh it. God. Let's hear it. Tell us. <laughs> here I go again. Yeah. Uh, is that my point, point to my fishing hook on yeah. my hand? My hobbies Mm -hmm. have made me so happy recently Mm -hmm. because I have gone through stages of like, I love this person. Oh, God. I don't. I'm just searching for what I had. 
You know yeah. what I mean? You know, you come chasing out of a long dragon. Rela- You're chasing I never, that dragon. I, and I know it. I never got over the long relationship I was in. Mm-hmm. Instead, I partied. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't help you cope. Mm-hmm. In the end, you end up being like, I miss that person. Mm-hmm. You don't actually. No. But what you miss is having somebody. Mm-hmm. And what you like, what I came to realize is that you don't need somebody. You need to be happy with you. And until Austin. you're happy with you, you cannot be happier than anyone else. You can't. Like, you literally cannot. And I was trying to be happy with other people when I was never happy with where I was at. So now it's time for me to be happy with me, mm-hmm. work my shit out, and then the good people will come to me because I am happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Left? Straight? Up? Down? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true, though. Like, I that support is, that. Yeah, I like that. And I've been trying to, I have women in my life who I love. Yeah. Not in that way, but I love. And they have helped me a lot. Just be like. Female friendships are important. They are very important because they have literally, I have one, I have one friend who's very, it's a very platonic relationship. It's like big brother, little sister. Mm -hmm. Then I have one who I call my mom, Mm -hmm. who's three years older than me, but you know, she's like my, I talk to her for advice and things like that. <laughs> then I go to the other one who's much younger for you know, having fun. See, but having fun. But yeah. his hand motions. Yeah. yeah. Gesturing. yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> All they're hearing is that you're equating mother and sister relationships. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying like mother and sister. I mean, our sister's amazing. Brandy, love you. She's amazing. But I'm saying that there's a dynamic in that. Younger girl, I can hang out with, have fun, Mm -hmm. but I'm not looking to engage in Mm -hmm. any way. Mm -hmm. Older, definitely looking to engage. (laughs) (laughs) No, you mean your what's your name? That your mom? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, But I know her. Older, older woman. Yeah. Not much older than me. She's like she sets me straight. Yeah. And both of them do. They both have their way of doing that. But this one's like fun. This one's also fun, but in a different way, you know? So I have both spectrums. So I've gotten a way of, like, finding my balance of, like, I don't need that, and I don't need this. Mm -hmm. Find your medium. And I was like, there's no medium. Mm -hmm. It's time to find yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you know. (laughs) Tyler's looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? This is is the love episode. I think I I I had a breakthrough today. This is the body positive episode. This is the Austin's human revolution episode. This is the enlightenment episode. It's a vulnerability episode. (laughs) I love it. Totally though. It's, yeah, it's all those things. I, I would say that we have to be careful in, in the realm, not to be the bummer here, but in the realm of the you have to love yourself before you can be loved thing, because a lot of people are dealing with, especially with COVID, yeah. a lot of issues surrounding like really not loving themselves and feeling like you don't deserve love until you find it yourself is a dangerous ballpark. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Which is it. good. It's good that you are finding that. Yeah. But we need to be careful to say generally, you everyone deserves love mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. But everyone I mean, deserves my, love. My point, though, is that you need to, like... A lot of people have a hard time being alone. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know what to do or how to spend their time when they're by their, by themselves. So for them to be able to be say, oh, like maybe today no one wants to hang out, whatever. I'm just going to take a drive, go get lunch, come back home and be happy about it. 
People have a hard time with that sometimes. Yeah, and that's they okay do. to have a hard time with that. No, it totally, it totally is. People but are hardwired to be When you can social. get to a point that you're like, you know what? I need to spend my day with me. And yeah. that's okay. It's hard to do. It really is. I've gone through it. I've been codependent my entire fucking life. But I think what Tyler is saying is that you don't you don't have to fully love yourself in order to receive love and deserve love and engage in a relationship. Like it's not it's not like you have to be a hundred percent happy with yourself no. before you yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. You don't have to like you should because you should be happy with where you're at and or no, you honestly don't. You have to be happy. <laughs> love knows no bounds, right? Yes. It knows no bounds. So <laughs> usually when you find love is when you least fucking expect it. And sometimes and usually you're, you're not, not ready. You're not I prepared. Think, yeah. I think that's exactly where you're going next. Yeah. But that that's exactly my point is that like, it's great that you're finding yourself and I like, I like what I see, mm-hmm. but I do want to preface that with a lot of people need that human contact mm-hmm. to take themselves out of that hole they're in. And it's a place that doesn't come with loving themselves first, but they find after yeah, partnership. seeing how something can bring them up to that place. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need that, that well, that there's, help. and there's tons of people who need that codependency, but it's to, not necessarily codependency. It can be like interdependency. Yeah. But I'm know? just saying they need a push. Like they need a push in the direction yeah. that they need to go in. And sometimes as a person, you get stuck into whatever it is, addiction, Weird things, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is. And you, I mean, I hate to say it, given my own person, I've had trouble with addiction shit. Mm-hmm. And I've needed other people to be like, hey, this will help you. Yeah. And I will be there for you to guide you through that. And just having that made me like want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. If it was me by myself, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel way better doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. But if, You know, you have somebody who is there for you in a very vulnerable state Mm -hmm. and they are willing to deal with whatever the fuck it is you're dealing with. It's a huge thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. very huge. And in my own experience, don't fall in love with those people. (laughs) Appreciate those people. Yeah. And realize that they are there for that purpose of your life. Yeah. And if you go with them towards that purpose, get through it. You have a great friend. Mm-hmm. I, th- or I think Harry Potter taught us this, taught us exactly that thing too, right? <laughs> like Wait, we thought Harry Potter please, and Hermione. Please we're gonna get we thought Harry Potter and, and Hermione. 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 <laughs> Hermione. I read the books first, so I made my own opinion about how to say her name. You're an Irish. Hermione. 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 But we we thought they're gonna get together forever, even up until the last book, right? But no, then, I never thought that. Did you read all the Harry Potter books in Stephen? Haw- Sorry, not Stephen Hawking's in Christopher Walken's voice. <laughs> in the Irish Christopher Walken. Yeah, when I was on the farm. <laughs> yeah. My name is Harry Potter, <laughs> and I love Hermione. Me and the McLaughlins had a farm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin's family, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, there was a weed farm. Nice. Yeah. There's CBD, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Only had puppies, too. <laughs> so CBD yeah, farm. puppies, too. <laughs> Not like I a puppy never mill, thought, like a puppy I never, farm. you know what? Okay, here. I, let me tell you something. Yeah, give me let the me hot tell you. 
I've been listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks, the Jim Dale version, on a 20-year loop. Okay? Jim Dale's the guy who did the Winnie the Pooh also? I don't know. I only listen to the Harry Potter okay. audiobooks. Wait, what? Who's Jim Dale? He reads the Harry Potter audiobooks. You anyway. know who should read them is the guy from Batman, the butler. What's his name? Michael Kane? Yeah. Michael <laughs> Kane. <laughs> You know, we found out the other day so, through our friend that you say Michael Caine oh, that was in me. the proper. Oh, you. Yeah. You are the one who did it mm-hmm. by saying Michael Caine, Michael Caine. If you say Michael Caine, <laughs> you say Michael Caine's name you know, in his in accent. In the crown, they say they're training for being Prince uh, Charles and Diana. When they want to say yes in that formal way, they say ears, 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 ears. 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 Harry Potter. But anyway, never for a moment, never for a moment do Harry and Hermione have any uh, like romantic leanings. It's always. They weren't, but they were never meant to be. It's always Ron and Hermione. And J.K. Rowling talks about that. Hmm. But it's always. She was meant to be with Ron. She was meant to be with Ron. Yeah. Right? Did you I read thought, him? I thought Harry had some. No, no, Harry no, no, never no, no. had it. Harry, 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 Harry was first, like, conflicted. Cho. He was Harry conflicted. liked Cho. And then it was Ginny. Which is Ron's... Sister. Who was in... Little sister. Wait, hold on. Whatever Whoa. happened to the this cute is, little this blonde? This is rocking my brain right now because... Luna? I didn't yeah, think that the woman from Forrest Gump had anything to do with Harry Potter. Ginny. Jenny. Jenny. And it comes back to Tom Hanks. And we're going to talk about Chet Hanks. Yeah. No, and it comes White back Boy to Summer. Tom Hanks. Yeah. So I am officially out of White Boy Summer. Now. You're officially out. You've well, been we, kicked we out. We need to tell the audience what White Boy Summer even White is. Boy Summer. I didn't know what this was up until. White Boy Summer is Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, like thing he's doing and he's making a video Chet for Hanks it. looks like a frat boy from Florida. He yes, he absolutely like, does. He's shit. like all his Instagram is just him working out and like doing weird shit and singing and now he has now he has a video for White Boy Summer. And the thing like the article that I read about White Boy Summer is that they're just waiting for him to kind of mess up and make it racist. But the thing he's calling it White Boy Summer, which the name in itself is kind of controversial as and it's 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 bad. Well, because we had 2019, we had a hot girl summer. Yeah, it's piggybacking yeah. off of. But we hot didn't girl choose summer. a race; we chose sex. No, but I mean, hot girl summer does not, in any way, put race into it. No, it's just hot girl, hot girl summer, just like, hot girl, and white white boy summer kind of does. Yeah, white boy it summer really sounds does, like yeah. it sounds like proud boys. It's it the year of the like, dad bod. <laughs> no, he talks against that. He talk, He's like, come on, get your well, shit together. He is together. very fit. He's very fit. Yeah. You know, see, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So do you want to hear him explain White Boy Summer? Sure, I have yeah, it. Let's, I hear it. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I have yeah, it ready for it. you. <laughs> so here's Chet Hanks talking about. And so you, Janine, said that I could be part of this. That was past Austin. That was the before times. Yeah. It's, We're going to see the new next Austin's episode. Weird. New Austin is. It's weird. I'm weird no, now. New Austin is totally like me. Next episode, it. Austin's going to be white boy somewhere else. <laughs> again. He just didn't want to be yeah. tagged in this episode. Yeah. Put a few drinks in me and I turn into white boy somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Chet Hanks on white boy summer. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man. Um, that this summer is, uh, it's about to be a white boy summer, you know, take it how you want, I'm not talking about, like, Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white, I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B., Jack Harlow, 
type white boy summer, you know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know? Because I am. Because <laughs> I am. I'm also ready. Uh, I don't know who John B is. I get his intentions. And I get that he, you know, he backtracked. He heard there there's some backlash about it sounding racist. And then he's like trying to backtrack and say like, also, you need a black queen for white boy summer. Like if you're going to be part of white boy summer, you need a black queen for black queen summer. You know, and he's like, all every white king needs a black queen. And so he's trying to be inclusive, but it's still. Uh, yeah. Uh, also who the fuck is chet hanks like why does he get to, it's like this summer's about chet hanks i don't know i do not i barely know who colin hanks is oh colin hanks that's his name yeah like I, let alone chet hanks you know colin hanks is like so tame he looks so much like his dad and he, he basically ha- is his dad he has a handkerchief company called H- hanks purchase oh my god he <laughs> yes he does yeah and, uh, yeah, he's just, like, a very different than Chet. I have something to add. Okay. I just watched uh, Saving Matt Damon with Tom Hanks in it. Saving Private Matt Ryan. Damon? Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me tell you what. Any kid of the guy who saved Matt Damon in that Tom, movie. That's Tom Hanks, yeah. 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 Tom Hanks, love him. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. He's great. Imagine yeah. what he's, wor- like, I mean... He has what two sons? Yeah. What are they worth? Oh, stupid money. Yeah, stupid money. They can just go on Instagram every day and do whatever they want to. I mean, if you're asking me personally what they're worth, n- nothing. Tom Hanks is the only Hanks in my mind. Well, but what if was Colin in love actually? No. He okay then nothing. No, Colin was in um, Jumanji. <laughs> was he? Yeah. The, the new Jumanji. The, okay, the nothing. Still. The second one? I love the new Jumanji. It's fine. I like I, The Rock. I love The Rock. And wait, I, wait, wait, wait. And I like, Jumanji uh, 1 or 2? The new he's one. He's in 1. Okay, because 2, I haven't seen 2. No, he's in 1 and 2. He's in 1 and 2. Hmm. Is he in the jungle? No, he's the like, version of jo- of one, the Jonas Brother. He's the adult version of the Jonas Brother. The Jonas Brothers in that movie. What are the Jonas Brothers in? A uh, Nick Jonas. Is it Nick? It's the one. The one who's in the MMA fighting TV series now. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm so confused. I know something Brothers. about pop yeah. culture that you guys don't. God, oh. Austin's a whole new. There's man. a there's a Jonas Brother that is in part of a it's a TV drama that is about MMA fighting now. I've never heard He's of it. He's a main character. What's yeah. it called? I have no idea. It's called Nick Jonas fights now. Nick Jonas versus. Blank. I don't know. I always mix up all the Jonases because I never like the well, only one what, I know like is thirty five of them. Or I something? thought there was three. There's yeah. there always has to be three, just like the Hansons, just like the Armstrongs. Oh my god! Um, there's Tyler well, Austin and Pete. In Sync and Backstreet Boys kind of made that status quo. But they're not things. brothers. They're not brothers. The, kind, they kind of are. The Jonas Brothers are brothers. actual brothers, but the Backstreet Boys are kind of brothers too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they? Like, they're not? Okay, let's talk about... How's it go? Oh, oh, uh, the Law and Order. Law and Order. That was a bad one. Do it again. Dick Wolf. (laughs) Dick Wolf. How's it go? It's just... Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) 
dun, 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 that was better. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but yeah, they just released uh, a new collaboration with what's her name, Mariska Hargitay, Marissa Hargitay, and the guy with the butt. You know, it's like the guy with the butt, the the like balding guy who's that the is other from, officer from SVU. Yeah. Special mm-hmm. Victims, you know. Oh, guy. Bluto from Popeye. He he's also uh, mm-hmm. I don't really. He he's also fat. in uh, <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer as the chef who yeah. talks the can. Wait, no way! That and he's guy. He's also in yeah. a show called Happy, where there's he's yes. yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's the he's the down and out cop or uh-huh. ex cop from Happy. Too. Yeah, but he's got a big bubble butt, and I'm here for it. You know, I never noticed his butt before, but now I'm interested. <laughs> now, now you're thinking about it. Yeah. What's his name? Well, that's exactly how Twitter works, right? What's his name? Uh, yeah, you look up terms like bubble butt. <laughs> bubble butt. <laughs> I, if I, I look like up bubble here. butt right now, I swear to God, we're going to get his name like instantly. Watch this. Okay, so he's from the organized crime one, and his name is Christopher Maloney. Well, Elliot Stabler is his... Uh, is his uh, Name on SVU. Because this title of this article from MTV News is Elliot Stabler's butt is officially the meme you'll never get out of your head. Here's the other one. Christopher Maloney offers cheeky response after photo of his ample behind goes viral. Ample behind. It's called On Order. Christopher Maloney's juicy booty causes a Twitter stir. <laughs> I mean, it. I'm looking at it now and there's no mistake. <laughs> Christopher Maloney is glad you liked his big boy ass. Hashtag dead. It's time we fully appreciate Christopher Maloney's juicy ass. <laughs> Law and order daddy. Chris Maloney has confirmed he's a thick boy after fat. After what? After fat. Yeah. After fat ass photo went viral. So right. it's going to be thick boy summer. Thick boy summer. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let's have a thick boy summer. Hey. You heard it first here. Thick Boy Summer. Yeah. Thick Boy Summer. Love it. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Featuring Jeff Goldblum. (sighs) Keep in mind, lapel pins, two inches. They're thick. Thick boys. They're available now. You can get them by emailing us at feet.jeffgoldblumpodcast at gmail.com or send us an Instagram or hell, send us a Facebook message. Uh, you can still uh, support us if you'd like. Uh, you may not even get a pin if you don't want one. Uh, thank you to our special guest, Janine Bray. Uh, she might get you more than a pin soon. She's been our guest quite a few times now. Uh, thank you, world. We love you. Good night.